episode 396 of Global from Asia. Doing our intro from Singapore right now, but today's show is about Canton Fair in China when we did it in Thailand. <laughs> the really interesting stuff happening right now. Let's tune in. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you for choosing to watch or listen to, I still think mostly people are listening to these shows, but I got the video camera on me, I'm walking around Asia Square, Tower One. I will be speaking here at the Amazon headquarters in Singapore on a 23rd floor upstairs. Don't worry, they said I can record it, so I'll make it a podcast for you. That'll be episode 400. We're at episode 396, four shows away from 400 episodes. It's amazing, it's really amazing. 10 years, 10 years almost. So, I hope you've been enjoying all these shows. And today we're talking about Canton Fair. The last few shows have been just me. I have a podcast schedule and usually there's a guest name and the guest name has been just Mike. But because I'm doing a lot of speaking at different events and conferences and I figured, hey, why not record it? Why not let some of you check it out? We will be doing some interview style in-person events soon. I think Ian, hopefully, he's a he's an e-commerce seller of lingerie expert in Thailand from the UK. I'm hoping to get him on soon. But for now, it's just me at at a meetup we did in Chiang Mai about preparing for the Canton Fair. What do you need to know? What do you need to do? And of course, we have a Canton Fair trip. Some of the top sellers in Singapore will be going with us, as well as a few people from global selling team of Amazon in, in Singapore and Thailand. So we're gonna bring a really cool group of, of Southeast Asia Amazon sellers to Chiang Ma, no, to a Canton Fair in China, April 21st to the 23rd, 2023. You can join as well, there'll be a link in the show notes. And that's, that's it, let's go into the show. Are you looking for a cross-border logistics company from Asia to the East and the West? Then look no further, Cross-Better Logistics is a solution for you. From ocean shipping to air freight, from factory to 3PL warehouse, Amazon FBA, and Walmart. Cross-Better Logistics is an experienced service provider for e-commerce sellers and B2B traders on TPS Trade. As a GFA Partner Level sponsor, let them know we sent you and they'll take care of you. Check them out at www.crossbetter.com today. I just want to kind of plug some of our normal sponsors. I'm trying to figure, we're trying to build this event into a monthly like kind of almost but I have sponsors so I figured I'd sh share they're for our podcast but I thought I would also bring them up at our meetup so Mercury they've been sponsoring us I interviewed their e-commerce team member Travis but Mercury is a great US banking solution I use them I, I like to use the services that I sponsor I don't of course they do s support our show but I also like to you know promote what I use so Mercury is great, it's totally free. It opens a virtual US bank account that can connect your Stripe, your PayPal, your Amazon for a US company. So that, I could talk more about it. It's mercury.com. I have a podcast at globalfromasia.com slash mercury with Travis. And then our second sponsor is CrossBetter. They're a logistics provider, mostly from China to the US or China to Canada. They can help 
in Thailand. Actually, I was hoping some others were coming. But I also interviewed their CEO, Mark, and we talk about some strategies that we learn from. I learned from Chinese sellers. You know, I think they used to learn from me. <laughs> you know, but now Chinese sellers have gotten so much more advanced in certain ways than Western sellers that I learned a lot. So I've learned, and he shares some strategies that Chinese sellers use in their logistics to save money and increase sales. And we talk about that in the show. And of course, I can introduce you to them if you're shipping from China to the U.S. And they do all kinds of services, and they've helped me in a lot of tight situations in my own logistics. So, like I said, I use them myself. So, and then we're gonna have a cross-border summit. It's gonna be our fifth annual. We did four of them in China. This will be in Chiang Mai, November 16th and 17th. So it's still like, what is that? Nine months away. But we already have a few speakers confirmed to fly in from overseas, never been to Thailand before. And it's my favorite highlight of the year. It's where we take good people from all around the world, put them in one spot, talk about e-commerce, trading. So we're gonna do it in Chiang Mai. And uh, that's those. So today, I try to get some of you to interview, but I didn't get a confirmed guest. So if people maybe, hopefully, well, maybe double confirm, but next week, next month, I would love to have it where I have two chairs here and I'm interviewing somebody here talking about their story. I didn't get that confirmed this time, so I made another presentation. Actually, I made this for today. <laughs> I worked on it yesterday. Canton Fair Tips and Strategies, which I'm sure you've heard of Can Can Canton Fair. People know? You've heard of it, right? Has anybody? You've been there too? Anybody else been there? Oh, Tatiana, you've been there too? Puki? Yes. Puki, okay. So three, anybody else? I'm just curious to know who's three. Okay, Eric, do you want to scroll? So this is a, this maybe should two finger roll. So I'm trying, most, this is just pictures of our com community events. Keep scrolling. So we've done, I've been doing this for years, you know, this was in China, keep scrolling. It's more like just introduction. We've done workshops and masterminds. This is in China too, keep going. It's, so I'm just showing pictures of our of community. So I'm trying to help build it up here in Chiang Mai. Also, if you like what you saw today, we're gonna do a workshop tomorrow on Zoom for two hours about Amazon FBA setup and structure. I was gonna do it here, but they, it didn't work out. So I'm gonna do it on Zoom. 2 to 4 p.m. Thai time. There is a fee, it's a pretty reasonable fee. I don't want to say the price right now, but I, you know, it's mostly just to give, just to start to see if people here want some training. It's, it's more like I say beginner, so if you're already selling, it might not be beneficial, but you might learn some strategies, but it's more about setup and launch on Amazon. It's kind of like a 101 that I finished in two hours. I've done this about four or five times. I've gotten great testimonials. I've helped a lot of people do it. So it's kind of my first try to do a little bit of a paid workshop. This will still be free, but if you're interested, talk to Snook or me after the seminar. And we're gonna to start to build out a boot camp. Keep scrolling. Or maybe Snook can do it. It's her laptop, she might. And it's gonna be, it's built out on bootcamp.globalfromasia.com. So if you wanna see all of our different sessions that I built, I've had a lot of courses and other things. Keep going. We're also putting together a Canton Fair trip. 
I have a lot of different announcements. There's actually, it seems like COVID is gone and good, good riddance. Sorry. So we're gonna have lots of stuff going on. I'm gonna be traveling all over Asia. I'm gonna, there's so much happening right now. So Canton Fair, phase two, April 23rd and 27th. I'll be, coming, I'll be going from Chiang Mai. If some people wanna join me, we're having people from Singapore. We're gonna have, of course, people from China. It's just getting finalized. I'm working with Amazon Singapore on putting some sellers from Singapore there. You're welcome to join. There is a fee, but it's including hotels and everything. Keep scrolling. I'm also going to do a webinar with Amazon Global Selling next Friday, March 3rd. It's more for their community, but I thought I would let you know. I think if you want to join the webinar, you can. I'm going to be sharing about similar content to today, but it'll be online for mostly the Singapore community. I'm working closely with them. Actually, Shane from that dinner, I've been talking a lot to the Amazon Global Selling. Keep going. Lots of announcements. So I'm also going to Japan, April 4th and 5th. Wendy, let me go. <laughs> Leaving the wife and kids here. It's in Tokyo. My friend Gary Huang is putting together the first ever Amazon Japan conference in, in any language, not even in Japan, they've had an event. Amazon's now the top seller, top marketplace in Japan. They overtook Rakatuken and the others. So they're the biggest market and Japan's a huge market. And I interviewed Gary. Sorry, it doesn't look so clear here. But basically, it's gonna be, if you wanna sell in Japan, of course you don't need to go to this event, but you're gonna meet everybody you need to meet. Logistics, importer record people, you're gonna meet Amazon experts. Amazon themselves will be there. It's two full days. And I'm gonna actually figure out how to launch. I've never sold in Japan, so my goal, I'm, you know, I'm investing into this too, is to, to, to launch in Japan. So if you wanna join me and others, um, I don't have links and stuff, but I'm just kind of letting you know what I'm doing. Keep going. And then next month, we already have the date. It's not going to be Saturday, or we might have two next month. But Amazon is back in town. I don't know if Shane's talked talk to them. They're having a big conference on Saturday, March 18th. That's pr I don't know if I can invite everyone here, but I hope... You should be able to join this. I'm, they're inviting me to speak on Friday, March 17th. That's actually St. Patrick's Day, 6 p.m. You got to register through the Global Selling Platform Google link. But we will be doing it there. I'm going to speak about external traffic to Amazon. Another workshop I have. This will be free as well. Keep going. And then Singapore. I'm going to be in Singapore, March 23rd, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. talking about supply chain. So it'll be at Amazon's offices in Asia Tower 1, near Raffles Center, Raffles Plaza. So if anybody wants to go to Singapore, it's a free event, and there'll be some VIP dinner after. Okay, and I added all that this morning. I was like, man, there's so much going on, I gotta kinda maybe just announce it. So that's kinda my announcements. If any of that was interesting, we can talk about it. But for me, Actually, I've been doing this, like I said, I started waking up, I guess we survived COVID and you know, we're survivors, we're thrivers, we're growing. But yeah, I mean, I've been known as a connector. I, I love connecting people. Um, you know, I've been selling on eBay since 04 and I came to China 07, you know, built and sold multiple brands, ag work with aggregators, done conferences, but I'm, I love sharing and creating content is my favorite part. So. Today, we did some intros already. I'm gonna go through a series of questions. I kind of keep this visual, but we're gonna talk about Canton Fair. 
maybe Eric or others that have been can add to it as well. And uh, these are some of my products too. If you want to take a look, one of my brands, Excalibur Brothers. Mm, keep going. So three people went. How was, how was your trip, Eric? It was unbelievable. I mean, it's like, it's endless, endless, endless products. And it's, and I think like one day was one huge niche, another day was another huge niche, another day was another huge niche. And it's just all these, you know, niches. So keep going. It's like, I like this picture. I took, I have video blogs and, uh, oh, Don made it great. What's up, buddy? I have a bunch of pictures from the, from the fair in my, my kind of personal niche, so to speak. So if anybody wants me to send some stuff to Buddha statues. Great. Did you say so you ship Buddha statues out of China? No, this is just my personal interest. Oh, okay. But I didn't, yeah, I have tons of pictures too. But uh, you can buy every, yeah, it's true, like, I think maybe next slide, but that's me with the guard just for fun. But the way the Canton Fair is broken down, like, is there's three phases. So this is the dates, sorry, it's not so clear. But of course you can look it up online, I'm gonna show that. But there's basically three phases. First phase is normally electronics. I don't usually go to phase one, that's more electronics, so consumer electronics, lighting. Phase two is the one we're doing a trip for, and that's kind of the more popular. That's home and decor and gift. So that kind of covers a lot. And then phase three, I don't think many go to, but it's like textiles, medical products. And they're, I think, four days each. And then there's like a two-day break. But there's actually even some in Hong Kong, like Global Sources, there's HKTDC. So some crazy people, and it used to be me too, would go to, you can go back-to-back -back fairs for like over a month. <laughs> if you want, right? <laughs> and uh, so they have it in the spring and the fall. So the spring is coming up and it starts at the middle of Mar April. I think the phase one is April 15th to the like tw 19th. Phase two is the 23rd to the 27th, which is where we're going. And then phase three is usually the very end of April until May 3rd or 4th. So it's basically like mid-April till early May. And then the fall, like I went for the first time in 2007, the fall one, which is in October, usually I think mid-October till early November. And same format, phase one electronics, phase two home, phase three kind of, I don't, sports, like large pro oversized products, medical stuff. I, I, it's kind of like, I'm not so familiar with phase three, honestly. So registration, actually I have my badge. So I'm kind of, people laugh at me, but I, when I travel, you'll see me with this around my neck and I'm like a little kid or something, but I wear this around my neck when I'm traveling. And then I have my old passport, my new passport, my vaccine documents, hopefully I don't drop dead, and my Canton Fair badge. <laughs> and also a lot of expired cards, sometimes I use for problems at borders and proof. Expired cards? Yeah, it saved me to get back into China. I had to bullshit my way into China with an expired work permit that was, doesn't show expiration date. So I had to show the Philippines customs that I had a work permit to enter China during COVID because they said you can't enter on a business visa. So I was like, oh, I have this work permit. You can do it through this horrible website, <laughs> right? I don't know, Don, you're, you've been to the Canton Fair, right? 
I can't remember how I even got, I registered, I got this first online. But normally you get it, you can go to cantonfair.org.cn. That's the official website. And you can try to figure out how to do it that way. But uh, scroll. Yeah, exactly. There's a picture of showing up. Yeah, I did so you can still see it. The the only trick is you should bring passport photos. Well, you, or they just charge you like it's more than normal, but you can pay and they take a picture of you and print it and stick it on. So if you bring passport photo, it might save you a little bit of time or money, but I guess just pay for the, pay for it. I mean, it just depends on which booth or, I mean, it's not even That's probably worth it. I mean, it's like 10 bucks, maybe. 10 15. If you're Chinese, it's hella hard to get sexual Yeah, they don't want Chinese to go. Well, because they want Chinese, yeah, that's a good point. They don't want Chinese there because they want them to register as a vendor. They don't want them to go as a buyer for free and then try to sell their products to the foreigners. They want them to be a seller, which means they got to get a booth. So it's really funny, actually. Yeah, you have to, even if you have like a Chinese translator or somebody, you got to pay a fee to get them in, I think. Or there might be some smart way where you could get them you got to prove they're not local Chinese. If you can show that they have like an overseas company that they work for. Keep going. I think I have better stuff here. And so that's me. So you can actually, I, I, I did this just yesterday. It's still in the system. I, I put my badge number and I reset my password and I logged in. And uh, it says overseas buyer, United States of America. <laughs> so you can say what country you're from, right? And... It's a, it's a, it's subjective, but I mean, of course, if you say you're a USA buyer, you probably look more attractive to the factory. There's two ways to look at it. Option one is you look like a stupid person that's going to overpay because you're American and rich. But the other is you look more attractive because they want to sell to America. So it's, it's kind of like a yin and yang. One is they'll maybe give you a higher price because you're American. But two is they'll maybe pay more attention to you at the show. But I think it's better than not. So even some of my Chinese friends, they'll use their US company to look like a US buyer. Because you just register how you want to register. You got to have a company. I have a US company. So I just use my US company, put my US company address, and I register as a US buyer. I haven't been to the US since you know, for so many years, I did this one. I was living in China when I first went and uh, no, sorry, second time I went, but uh, I kept this. So you can just register as a U.S. buyer. Even I think like, you know, somebody that's not, not American, if you have a U.S. company, you use your U.S. company and U.S. company address. Keep going. But yeah, like Don says, you can go to like a five-star hotel. I think that says 30 RMB person for a photo. And I think there is a small fee to print the card, but yeah, it's like 15 or $20. But the dangerous part is this line can be really long. So, the, and you can even do it at the event, but that's even longer at the show. So it's not just about money. It's also time. And yeah, this is my badge. And yeah, this is me. Some of some people we, we, we travel together, but yeah, you'll have this anywhere around your neck the whole time.
and then they scan it. I blurted it out, but they scan it and it like gives your profile information to the vendor. You look like a teenager. They never changed the picture. I lost the card and I re-registered and they, they still, yeah, yeah, honestly, I had, I had to do with the white background. That was like, I was 24, I think, or something then. But they never changed the picture. Even I lost the card, I re-registered to still put the old picture. I don't know. Go back, or anyway. So yeah, of course, like getting to the fair. So there's hotel choices. So I'm looking for hotels right now for the trip I'm going. The hotel, of course, next to the fair is expensive. So you can go downtown, but then if you're trying to get a cab, like this is like a picture. I, I went through my old pictures to make this yesterday. But of course, it might be hard to get a taxi. They rip you off, right? Like, so there's metros too. Yeah, that's true. The subway's good now. But the only thing about the subway is I think of just getting jam-packed into the... <laughs> you're getting jam. You're squeezed in sometimes, right? It's like... doesn't get squeezed. But... But yeah, so the morning of, especially, it's only three or four days. So sometimes you just gotta be prepared and you know plan in advance. But yeah, this is what it looks like from the outside. It's it's a pajo, pajo. It's it's year round like this, but it's empty most of the time. I don't know what it's used for the rest of the year, right? It's just there for two times a year. But it's it's so big. So I try to show you how big. You take you can get wait in line to take a cart from one side to the other. <laughs> So there's these lines and you're waiting to get on this cart and then it dumps people off on one side and it drives to the other side. Of course you could walk and they have also the escalator, not the escalator, those... Moving walkways. Hmm? Moving walkways. Moving walkway, there we go. Moving walkways. But it's just so huge. So... You wear sneakers or wear shoes like... Tatiana, do you have your high heels? Do you wear no heels? <laughs> Don't wear heels or even guys, you know, sneakers. Like it's a lot, a lot of walking. Like you, we, my friends and I with this, we see our steps just shoot through the roof. So you're going to be like walking all the time. It's just huge. Keep scrolling. I'm trying, it's hard to show. Like I have videos, but it's like each one has a room, right? And then it's just massive booths. Um, keep going. And yeah, you're just walking through these booths and they group them by product. So rows and rows of product, same type of category. And then they have a booth set up and then they have their hot selling products and you walk in and they have their salespeople. They mostly speak English because they're hoping to work with foreign buyers. But I still like to have somebody speak Chinese personally because sometimes you can get into more detail or sometimes the way it works is they bring their English speaking sales assist team, which are not as knowledgeable of the product as the factory boss and so you're talking through their translator so of course the best is if you speak Chinese but sometimes if you have somebody on your side that speaks Chinese it's better because if they're using their translator it's just sometimes better if you have your own interpreter and I could dig into that if you want and you're gonna meet lots of people like there's there's networking keep going yeah, so on the fly, like that's Rico, Don knows Rico, I think, and some others. 
But you're just doing the on the fly, like masterminds and, and round tables and talking about products and there's meetups and there's lots of stuff happening. Of course, right now with COVID, this will be the first time it's reopening since COVID. I think 2019 was the last time. But the big one is if you go there to browse for products and not sure what you want, don't expect to get much result. Like even when the first time I went in 2007, I was already buying from some factories and they would tell me that they're going to the Canton Fair and they would say, I'm at booth 185BQ39. Like it's this complicated number system. And I actually, I guess I'm kind of a geek, but I would map it out. And I would, I would just pin where each one was. And I would know, because it's so big. But normally you'll, you'll notice the cluster. So you'll see that if you're buying from similar factories, you'll see where they are. And usually they're near each other. But basically, if you, a lot of sellers go and they're like, I just want to get product. Of course, I want to get product ideas too. But if you have not even an idea of a category and you just go, you're, you're going to, yeah, it's an experience, but you're not going to probably get results. If you want results, you got to do your homework first. You got to kind of know, even better is a lot of times you go to even meet your current factories because they're there and you can see them all at the same time rather than fly all over China and meet them because they're all in this this one area. So basically you need to make a plan. And uh, we can talk about that more, but keep going. But yeah, like I said, researching in advance. So this website, again, I just, I just made this yesterday. Keep going down. The website's gotten really upgraded since 2007 when I first signed up, but I, uh, you can find the factories already. It's not like, it's even, not even Alibaba, it's Canton Fair. So they even have all the factories inside this Canton Fair website and you can prepare now. It's there already. But it's really about knowing your product. So I wouldn't recommend maybe bringing your, your branded product. Some of my hacks, I guess I'm kind of shady or maybe I think it's smart, but I have multiple company names and I don't, I don't go around giving my name card that has my, my brand. I really, I've haven't really registered friends' companies for a while, but when I set up companies for people, I told mostly don't use your brand name as your company name. Use your company name as like kind of an umbrella. Um, one, because you can have multiple brands or multiple businesses. Usually when you sell something, you don't sell the company, you sell the brand. But also you can kind of protect yourself from people knowing your brand by your company. And there's even more, way more advanced stuff into this because I don't want to, I have different exporter names, I import records because it's all public in U.S. Customs. So sometimes I actually purposely export different companies. I'm kind of going more advanced. What I'm saying is I don't, I wouldn't walk into the trade Canton Fair with my branded product like this and showing all of the factories one by one my product. I would maybe find one that doesn't have my branding on it, but I would still bring it in my bag. If I really wanted to dig into this flask and find a new supplier, I would try to find an unbranded one. Or I would have multiple products in my bag. And other friends are like this too, you know. You have, maybe you have your finished product, but you also have like a prototype. And then I would sh more easily show people my prototype, not branded, and get some prices. But when I was really hunting hard for one of my product lines, one year I went every single booth. And I would write down all their prices, name cards. I would sometimes bring a stapler 
with a notebook and you staple the business card on the page and you write the quote next to it and break it down by page with photos. Sometimes I would even, it would be funny, but I would, I'd, I'd take the name card with the girl's face and I'd take a picture with the product, with the card, with the girl. It's usually women, but men or with that person. And then it would just be synced in my phone to Google Photos. And then later I'd go back to my hotel and I would break it down into a Google Doc. But basically, you know your, it's your job to know your product. So many buyers or sellers think it's the factory to know the product, but that's bullshit. Apple knows their products. Foxconn makes the product, but you give the specification to the factory to what you want to make. Factory, you know, you need to know your, or somebody on your team needs to know your product. It's really a cop out to say the factory makes it. You are in charge of making it. <clears throat> But basically, I would bring samples in my bag and I'd have them in different, I'd wrap them and I'd hide them and then I'd open my bag because they're really, they're also there to try to get ideas of products to add to their, to their uh, catalog. So you don't get go around showing everybody your products, right? And another trick is if you have a product at that factory that you tell them that you don't want to sell, you send your friend to that booth and ask for your product and see if they show it to them. <laughs> it's kind of dirty, but I feel like this is stuff that, you know, is part of what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I don't call other people out, but yeah. And these other factories do this, they ask me as a favor to go to that booth as a buyer and ask them questions for that, for that factory. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the, the name cards are important though. For whatever reason, Chinese are still very analog. And, and so even when I think you sign up for Canton Fair, they ask for a business card to attach to the application. Yeah. The physical, physical business card. Yeah. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna have your main company, you, know, you don't wanna give it out to any and every seller you're gonna get spammed. Because I still get emails yeah. from five, six years ago of, of you know, people sending me stuff. It's like, can't get off their list. You can't, there's no unsubscribe. It's somebody physically sending this stupid yeah. email. So, of course, there's plenty of print shops in China. Printing's cheap, just like out here. But have, have like a shit ton of fake cards or cards that maybe go to a junk email. Exactly. Uh, your main card you give to somebody. Exactly. So it sounds like shells, you know, but if, the longer you do this, like I've, I've burned Skype accounts, man. I can't even log into Skype because I used to give everybody my Skype and it's full of factories just spamming you with their latest offer of their new product. It's like, I log in, but I still get like light, you know. But yeah, so just be aware that these name cards and anything you sign up for on Canton Fair is gonna get into these factory databases. Um, but what another strategy is I would, we would set up a shared Gmail or a email for our team and we would just log in and that would be our sourcing mailbox. So in a way it could be somewhat helpful because you're just getting in this product constantly, but at least it separates it from your other email. Yeah. Another note too, is, as you're talking about products, <clears throat> it's very common in China to have almost like manufacturers that will have like trade companies that come in and yeah. represent them. So you'll see the exact same product on different at different booths, and of course, it leads to the question like, who's who's the manufacturer, right? So if the, every company's going to say they're the one manufacturing it, it's it's good to if they are local, like are in Guangdong, which the majority of the factories are, 
having, if you do have the time to actually make a trip to see the factory and kind of verify that they're the, the actual manufacturers, it's useful. Because otherwise you're going to be paying you know, a higher margin of the product and less control of the, the factory. Yeah. yeah, they can take you to their factory sometimes. There's some of them that will take you to the factory at the fair, during the fair or after dinner. You can also, you know, I don't want to say if you, you know, you can, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like, you can get like, yeah, they'll take you out. They'll take you to dinner. They'll, of course, if you're, hopefully you're a real serious buyer, but they, that's how they do business. So if they feel like you're a real buyer, they'll take you out, you know, they'll, they'll wine and dine you. And it can be fun or it can be, it can hurt your liver too sometimes. But, but some questions that they ask you, maybe stick to that. So some questions is, you know, what market? Right? They'll say, where, is this, where are you selling it to? And when I was taking around my product once trying to drive the price as low as possible, they started to tell me they could make it cheaper, right? They can drive the price as low as you want, but it's more like the reason they ask you what market you think, at least I used to think like they're trying to charge me more. Because if I say US, they're going to charge me more, which is true, but usually it costs more. Like a lot of Filipinos or Thai people are upset with made in China because usually they sell to Southeast Asia or Africa, the lower quality, leftover, rejected quality control American products or European products. So what happens is they fail QC in America, throw it in a pile for Thailand, throw it in a pile for Africa, and they sell the failed stuff to Africa. Or the, maybe it's not, the, it didn't pass QC, maybe it's lower quality material, lower quality plastic, lower quality leather, fabric, so the reason I ask you what market is because they're trying to think what level of quality standard that those consumers require. Because if Africa doesn't, can't pay a lot, then they make a cheaper version that can sell to that market. So it's, it's, it's a tricky one. So usually you should tell them what market you're trying to sell to also because of certifications. They'll usually know US needs this kind of a certification whereas Africa or Thailand doesn't need that certification or Europe, right? It needs different certifications. So there are reasons they ask you. I used to think that was just a scam for them to give me a higher quote, but it's back to knowing your product. You need to know what material you want in your product. So that, that's a common one. And of course, quantity. Like I, I know Indian buyers are notorious to say they want like a million pieces, right? Tatiana's like nodding. They're, they negotiate hard because they say they want a huge amount and then they get the best, the, high, the cheapest price and then they say, oh, I only need a thousand. <laughs> so they do that to get the lowest, to understand the lowest price and then they try to get the factory to sell them at that price at a lower quantity. Which, of course, that is bad. That's kind of, because of course the price should be cheaper if you buy more, right? But if you buy less, it should be more because the, you know, the, the, there's a lot of reasons for that. But they'll ask you market and quantity. And also you want to look like an experienced buyer. If you look, you don't know what you're doing, they're going to probably also charge you more. And honestly, I've been doing it so long, I kind of understand why, because it, they need to teach you <laughs> and it's more hassle. And there's more mistakes, and there's more miscommunication. So I do understand now. I used to not understand, but now I do understand why. Keep going. But yeah, you're trying to make deals. You can actually, you know, you, there's not usually stock on site, but you can, you can make some, get some quotes. You can get some prototypes. You can bring your samples. 
they can give you quotes. I usually, sometimes I go back to the same booth the next day, you know, because it's like a three or four day conference. So sometimes I'll just think, I'll, I, I, I love sleeping on stuff now. I really believe that you, you, you process things in your, in your sleep, you know, you're, you're processing your thoughts and you just need a little bit of break. So sometimes you can go back to the same booth the next day, the, the next day, you can start to really build a relationship with them. Extra slide. And then after the fair, you know, like you said, you're gonna get your, probably gonna get spam forever from them because you're on their list in that email. And, but just like anything, you know, know what you want and try to be ready, you know, have a clear spec sheet and spec doc. It's your, it's your asset. And keep going, I think. So we feel like we squeeze a lot of tips in and we're about at time because I want to do networking. Is there questions at this point? Or is this helpful? No. Helpful. Okay. And keep going then. So like I said at the beginning, I'm doing a workshop tomorrow on Zoom from two to four. There's a small fee. You can ask Snook or me after if you're interested. It's a little bit of a test. It's at bootcamp.globalformasia.com. And then if you really want to join us, keep going. It's mostly going to be for Singapore, where I'm working closely with Amazon Singapore to go to Canton Fair for phase two. But I figured I'm talking to you here, and this is on a recording. So if you want to join us, cantonfair.globalformasia.com. It's a, it's, all, it's a package. It'll come with the hotels, and we'll help you with the badges, and we'll help you with everything. Visas, hopefully, will be smooth. <laughs> but you can check that out and join us. Keep going. But yeah, make the product real. You know, you got time. It's still early, end of February. So, you know, I think you can really get your homework done now and not just go there blind. But if you start preparing what you're looking for, you can make it happen. And then we got a webinar this Friday, 11 a.m. That's Singapore time. So that's 10 a.m. Thailand. It's mostly for the Singapore Amazon community. I'll be mostly doing this talk, actually. And then, like I said, I'm going, I just confirmed Tokyo. Do you know Gary Huang? Gary Huang. Yeah, he's in Tokyo now. So we're going to do an Amazon. He's doing an Amazon Japan event and I'll be attending to the, with the goal of, of launching in Japan. So I'm kind of deciding, I don't know if it's going to be which brand, but I'm going to try to launch one of my brands in Japan from this event. And then next month, I'm just repeating. If you notice, I'm just repeating this next month, Feb Friday night, February 17th. It's actually St. Patrick's day. I'm going to be speaking when Amazon's in town about external traffic to Amazon, another free event. The 18th will be an Amazon conference. I don't know exactly how it works. I'm just going through, I'm going to be an approved PN provider. So I'm going to be a service provider network partner through Global From Asia. So this is kind of like, I guess my first kickoff for that next month. So the way this works is there's a Google, I don't, we have the page at events.globalformasia.com slash CM3. I'm trying to keep the CM2, CM3, this is number three. And I'm not doing registration, they are. So there's a link to their Google form and then they, they will vet who can go. It, is the seating limited or like, why would they, they, they 
someone's interested in selling. I'm not really, I mean, first they probably want the email addresses of people to register. So I think they'll most likely let you go, but I, I'm not in charge of the registration. It's, this is, I'm a speaker, but it's not, I'm not the organizer. Where is it? I think they're still finding a place, to be honest. Okay. And then if you want to go to Singapore, I'm going to go there on Thursday, March 23rd, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Supply chain management is the topic. And it'll be at Amazon's office. And again, I'm kind of, I don't know, the last, actually, the last few months I've been really deep with working with Amazon uh, internal about uh, training and workshops. So I'll be working with their Singapore team. All right, hope you enjoyed that little session of me sharing some knowledge and insights from Canton Fair. And if you want to join us, it's, it's a ticket. If you're a member in GFA VIP, you'll always get special, special rates, special access. There's some crows over here. And I'm still here in Singapore, waiting to go to speak at the Amazon event at the 23rd floor. But a lot, a lot has been happening. If you're on the newsletter, we have a newsletter. And in the newsletter, we'll be talking about all these events. We're going to Japan as well for a Gary Huang seven-figure Japan mastermind event. April 4th and 5th, actually flying out on my birthday from Thailand. So a lot, a lot of stuff going on. These birds are following me in the trees. But, you know, we just keep on taking action, keep on learning. It's uh, honestly, I'm, I haven't spoken yet at this event. I'm a little bit nervous, you know, it's going to be a lot of people there. It's, it's in the official office. And we are, we all need to just put ourselves out there, try our best. And if you don't take a risk, you don't take a chance, you don't take action, you'll never make anything, you know, never make anything. You'll just be in your comfort zone. You got to push out of your comfort zone. You got to do it, grow every single day, try something new every single day. You know, if, even if, you know, even if you're, you're, if you're scared, this probably means you're doing something right. You know, it means you're actually pushing your limits, pushing your boundaries. That, that's when you know you're growing, if you're scared, if you're nervous. So that's it for today. Check it out. We have the show notes as always, transcriptions, full blog, links to, maybe you can even meet you at the Canton Fair. These crows are seriously following me. They're jumping from tree to tree as I move. Is that a good thing? Really? All right. Thank you, thank you. And just keep on taking action. That's my main thing. See you later. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.